0: I'm not really familiar with Chucky movies. Are, are you like have you seen all of them?
1: I've seen the first three and I had a I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. When I was growing up, I had a VHS tape that was like, you know, long play where you could tape like three movies on it. Mm-hmm. And I had taped Terminator 2, Child's Play 2 and Freddy's Dead. And those were some of the first movies that I owned as like a six six-year-old. You were like six, six years old, early. and
0: this was the VHS type you were watching over and over again.
1: And I would watch these movies over and over and over again. And it made so we're doing Child's Play this week, uh, and we're doing Freddy's Dead next week. I don't know if you noticed when we watched Freddy's Dead, but I knew a lot of the lines that were that were coming in a way that's like no one should know no one should know freddy's deadlines <laughs> as they're coming no one what we said about Freddy's said was that it felt felt like they were making the freddy like something for children at this point yes child's play had kind of already started doing that with the second one the first one is more of like um it's alive kind of um, movie where it's like, you know, the doll isn't really talking as much and it's just kind of running around and it's stabbing people in a New York city apartment. I think it's a New York city apartment. It's a great city based horror movie. Uh, the second one is where it becomes kind of campy and funny. And uh, it, it, it its climaxes in uh, a children's, the the factory that they make Chucky and he melts. That's why the opening of child's play three is the, the melted chucky body this one um i gotta say i give it credit for its its climax taking place in like a a, an amusement park i thought that was really fun like a fair or like a haunted fair but uh i think in this one they even more go for the like you know the the late 80s early 90s is when the with the exception of jason the the boogeyman started to have uh started to have catch phrases
0: <laughs>
1: you know they started to become like bruce willis and die hard shooting someone yeah or killing someone and being like you know eat nails The most pathetic thing I have ever seen!
0: Strict discipline. You asshole. Next.
1: Rigid dress codes. Get those weapons in the air! I want to see them high! And grueling drills. It couldn't possibly get any worse. Wrong again, wimp! Chucky's back. A few years have passed. Andy, how you've grown. No, you're dead. We killed you. I'm new and improved. (laughs) And this time,
0: I really gotta get out of this body.
1: He's looking for a new recruit.
0: Ah! I got some fresh meat lined up, and I'm not gonna let you spoil it. no
1: just think. welcome to 30 years later i'm your host ricky camilleri this is your co-host
0: chris chafin yes hi
1: chris chafin yeah, hi yeah. i left a blank spot there for you to say your name it took you a while to get there you left uh, blank
0: space baby and i wrote my name
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um this week's
0: episode oh uh, we're coming at
1: you with something a little bit different ricky it's
0: uh no <laughs> should i stop no it's fine i mean it's great it's great, but it's, uh, part of it being great is me making fun of it, you know?
1: We're we're talking about August 30th, 1991's Child's Play 3. This is uh, directed by Jack Bender, written by Don Mancini, who, you know, wrote most of the Child's Play movies and then ended up directing the last few of them. He's the originator of Child's Play, um, of the Chucky character. And so this movie takes place eight years later, yet it came out, uh, I believe two years after the last movie. (laughs) So ostensibly, this is a movie that takes place in the future.
0: That is very strange.
1: So this movie takes place. If the first, if the last one was 88 or 89, and this is eight years later, this takes place in like 1996, 1997,
0: (laughs) Um, yeah, well, you could tell they're all talking about like felicity and like Buffy the vampire slayer uh listening to like oh mud honey, i guess
1: no ninety one would be mud honey
0: ninety seven would be what like uh maybe maybe like bullet Morris with Steph. butterfly wings have you done I any research oh yeah into the facts on the, on this film?
1: uh yeah i think so i just i think i just
0: say them oh god oh for god's sake <laughs> um well one of the things i wanted to say was like i thought it was so don mancini like you were saying in behind the child's play movies i'm just reading this one from the wiki is like supposedly he was just out of ideas for this movie and was very mad to have to make it so quickly after child's play Two, which i i think you can kind of feel in the the movie is kind of ostensibly about like there is too much Chucky and like, you know, there's, cause it's like the toy company is bringing Chucky back, even though he's murdered all these people and they're being very reckless. And, um, you know, I like to think there's some commentary in that of like fucking stop with these Chucky movies for God's sakes, at least for a little while. Are you
1: reading the part about, uh, and the wiki, About the real-life murders in the UK?
0: No, I was not, no.
1: So apparently this specific child's play movie was suggested that it might have inspired real-life murders of British children James Bulger and Susan Capper, who were James Bulger abducted and murdered by two 10-year-old boys. Yeah, they, 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 they led him away from a shopping center when his mother took her eyes off of him. And they mutilated his body on a railway line two and a
0: half miles away. I feel like I've heard about this case, but...
1: You know what's crazy about that? Is that, like, um, when I was 10, I was watching this movie.
0: Did you try to abduct and murder a toddler?
1: No, I did not. And I would never have done anything like that. But, I mean, I, I, I think that... That's why I believe that, like, you can show anything in a movie or a TV show and it's fine and it's, and it's fine. Like you can just, dis- you can discuss and criticize it for artistic reasons and the merit it's merit artistically, but like whether or not someone's going to like believe something because of that or do something because of that is total bullshit and has nothing to do with the art itself.
0: I mean, I don't think, um, you know, I I really don't think a movie has literally ever caused someone to murder someone else. Like, No, no, I don't think ever. I don't think ever in history. I think if you're going to murder someone, it's a movie is not going to be the thing to make you do it. Like if a movie is going to make you murder someone, you've been thinking about murdering someone a lot. And you just,
1: I think it's in scream where the character says movies don't make psychos. They just make psychos more creative, (laughs) which is also, you know, unfortunately the argument that like people, like, gun nuts used for guns, right? Guns, like, kill
0: people guns people don't kill people. Guns don't kill people.
1: Stupid kill people. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like, no, guns do it's actually kill easier people. Easier to kill a
0: huge number of people with a gun. Like, yeah, I mean, like no, but, definitely no, you can nobody, kill people with a knife, but you're not going to kill, like, 80 people with a knife in, like, five minutes. Like,
1: Right, and you're not going to kill a person with a VHS tape.
0: <laughs> <laughs> of yeah, I do you know. I bet you could. I'm, I bet you could. Maybe if you... <laughs> Choke them with it like or some stuffed of, it down their mouth. Some kind of John Wick scenario. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's Peter Stormare. He killed them with a fucking videotape. <laughs> His jaw is like hanging down and there's like a tape. Child's Play 3. <laughs> so I had never seen Child's Play 3 before. Um, I, you know, I wish that I had. It seems like a fun movie to watch when you were a kid. Uh, for one thing, like hardly anybody gets killed in the entire movie, which I wasn't necessarily expecting. And the people... That, it's
1: surprisingly bloodless.
0: And the people that get killed, it kind of like doesn't matter. They're just like completely random characters that get killed. Or you're like very happy for them to get killed, you know? Um, But like right... <laughs> from the so the opening opening shots are of it's I guess it's the good guy factory the factory where they I meet mean, Chucky's where I guess the end of Child's Play 2 was because Chucky's melted bloody body is there and there's like cobwebs all over everything like it's like it's like a toy store in Hocus Pocus town you know what I mean and then there's like blood everywhere and plastic and it looks like a crazy horror show and then and it, the credit sequence actually I thought was really good <laughs> did you like this it's like the Chucky's blood swirling in the plastic and then that the swirls become like abstract graphical elements like a fucking like James Bond movie like I was really actually very pleasantly surprised by that
1: no I think there's a reason this guy went on to Jack Bender went on to direct like pretty big TV shows he's not a bad director
0: especially this sequence is like really well directed I thought yeah Um, But then the funny thought part to me was then it like cuts to like a boardroom with these very like 80s, you know, power suit men and women like talking about their quarterly reports and stuff. And I'm like, these are the fucking people that own the cobweb factory in Hocus Pocus town. Like (laughs) they've just been letting it sit there like this and like letting like a witch cauldron be in there or something, you know, like, yeah, I thought that was pretty dumb. (laughs)
1: Right, it's like a group of executives who own a dead mall and haven't done with it anything with it in a couple of years. Like, that would never fucking happen.
0: And there's, like, lizards and snakes inside of it and, like, a bunch of smoke, you know?
1: They'd they'd immediately be like, tear it down and sell the lot. And they'd be like, we have to sell it
0: immediately, you know? And they've only just gotten around to doing something with this factory. Like, after, like, a hundred years, possibly. <laughs> I'll
1: say one of the things that I liked about this movie is that it, it sticks it, it comes up with a setting and a concept and sticks to it yes and hits all all like it it, it doesn't neglect where it can go like it, so it takes place at a military academy where eight years later andy has been sent to a military academy and all of the beats while we're at the academy academy like it's almost exactly what you would want to happen in a horror movie at, at a military Academy, save for like, it's not as violent as I would, it's mostly just a teen
0: movie about people at a military Academy. And then at a certain point, Chucky is doing stuff. That's maybe like a 30 minute chunk of the movie.
1: But the moment that Chucky loads all the bull, all the, all the, all the bullets with all the guns with real bullets and it turns into real war, to the point where like the nerdy kid who everyone's been beating up on for the whole movie dives on the grenade. (laughs) That stuff is pretty great. That's great. That's great. That's such a, that's a really great sequence that is solely great because it just, sticks to the concept right it does it's like we're in a military academy we gotta do a war movie. and
0: like the, and they do a whole war scene the easiest thing in a movie like this and i think freddie's dead is like this is it kind of starts off one way and then it shifts a different way and then it kind of doesn't really tie all the threads together and by the end there's like six different scenes of people on different adventures and it doesn't tie together at all and it gets very confusing. This movie is like right. very tight. The plot of this yes. movie is very tight and everything is explained logically. Everything everywhere Chucky gets to, they bother to explain. And like and it works. Like, it works every time.
1: I completely agree. Like I I, I was using a sequence from the movie as an example in a conversation with my girlfriend because I'm in the middle, of, as you know, I'm in the middle of like writing this thing. And we were talking about screenwriting, and I was talking about like the hardest part about it is that you don't realize when you're watching a movie that every scene is an idea and like you have to come up with an idea for every it sounds so stupid right but like it's it's really a thing because like when you're writing you're just kind of going like and then this and then this and then this and then this and then then all of a sudden you have to stop and be like well no there's people are just walking around there's
0: no way like why is anybody anywhere and like how did they get there and what do they think is going on and
1: so i was kind of like well look at this scene right here the Kid has this doll because the doll sent himself to Andy at this military academy, but instead the the doll was given to this kid, so andy hasn't seen him yet, and Chucky can put his body his his soul in the body of this child before Andy finds him right so there's all of these like there's all these like con- uh, actions and consequences actions and consequences. And even this is little kid me, right? and it's actually like half decent screenwriting and like
0: the little kid who steals Chucky it's like he has a whole complicated arc and backstory you know about his yeah. dad and he steals the Chucky doll actually which he shouldn't do even though he seems like a good boy and then he's like very conflicted about the, the attention he's getting from Chucky which is like more than you get but from the main also, like, characters in, in like Freddy's it, dad
1: He's like your classic annoying child in a movie though, I right? Know, like I every, know. every, every scene he's like, Charles, <laughs> no.
0: Or things that like, at me? obviously he should be scared of like a doll stands up and is like, what the fuck little asshole, where am I? <laughs> and instead of running away screaming, he's like, I thought you only said four sentences. <laughs> and I wanted to ask you about this, if this is in the other movies or if it's unique to this one, there's this whole like, it basically like Chucky is on a kind of honey. I shrunk the kids adventure where he is like an adult man in a doll's body. And he's trying to like get out of a box or something, you know? And it's like, he's always getting like kicked down the stairs and getting his head knocked on the door. Um, where he's basically like a cartoon character. He's like a, you know, like a Looney tune that stabs people, you know, like,
1: and he's, he's always like, ah, shit.
0: (laughs) He's like, you gotta be kidding me, you know?
1: Uh, he's like gets kicked and like, Oh fucker. Like, right. Like that's kind of, yeah.
0: is that what you mean? Well, yeah, that. And also like when he gets thrown in the garbage truck, it's like, he, he can't get out of the garbage <laughs> truck. It seems at first later on you find out he can get out of the garbage truck, but he's like, Ooh. <laughs> hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the first one, no, the first one, Chucky. So Chucky, Char, if you, if you don't know, Chucky is voiced by Brad DeRiff. Um, who was nominated for an Oscar for one, one floor of this
0: cuckoo's nest who played doc on deadwood. I mean, he was in he's wise a, blood with, from John Houston, my, you know? Yes. He was a
1: phenomenal character.
0: Two part episode on star Trek Voyager. Uh, fantastic. Oh, I bet. Fantastic stuff. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, I think he's also been in some of the, in some of the Rob zombie Halloween's. Um, anyway, he's a great actor and he voices uh, Chucky and um in the first movie, you know, right away, there's a serial killer. He's in a uh, a toy store. He puts his soul into the body of the doll. The doll gets sold to a single mom and her son. And suddenly the doll starts, like, you know, killing people. And no one will believe either Andy or the mom. I don't remember until eventually it's too late and they have to believe her or they're dead. Uh, by the second one, he's a bit more of a cartoon character. And by this one... He's developed into a, an actual doll that people buy. He's a he's an action figure. He's a, a horror movie boogeyman. So yeah, I think even more so in this one than even the second and the first one, he is kind of a joke. But then by the time you get to Bride of Chucky, it's totally just a puppet show.
0: Yeah, right. But I feel I have I think I've seen most or all of Bride of Chucky. It's like a whole different like Rob Zombie early two thousands kind of situation, right? With who's it yeah, Jennifer a, Connelly that is the or Jennifer, Jennifer Tilly. Tilly Jennifer Tilly right yeah, Jennifer, Connelly. Jennifer Connelly yeah right <laughs> um,
1: yeah that that then it just becomes it becomes kind of the joke that Freddie should have become but they were really they were kind of too scared of taking Freddie that far
0: I mean I was just honestly really impressed by the way this movie balanced a lot of different things and kind of flowed from one focus and kind of one tone to another focus and tone and did it pretty well. I mean, I, I, I always think the problem with like horror movies is no matter how skillful they are or whatever, the last 20 minutes is like people in flashing lights, like holding hammers and they're all sweaty and they're all screaming and running around. But like, which I awesome. think this happens happens in this movie too. Definitely, like I always get a little bit bored during that part, but it does have some yeah. good stuff in the in the climax.
1: Oh, hor- horror movies are always just like, t- like even though they're ninety minutes or less, they're like ten minutes too long.
0: Yes, yeah, right? yeah. Like
1: I tried, I tried, I tried watching Freaky earlier this week with Vince Vaughn. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah, I kind of wanted to see that, but I haven't quite been able to pull the trigger on watching it. You know, it's
1: it's it's totally fine. And there's some good stuff, but by minute 50, I was like, can we wrap this
0: up? You're just like, okay, okay, okay. And Chucky, I mean, Chucky 3, like, we're saying nice things about it. It does have a very long credit sequence. It's a it's a hard 90 minutes to the end of the credits. And the, like, the first scene doesn't really happen until, like, minute eight. You know? Like, <laughs> that's a pretty big chunk of the movie that's just, like, scene, like, atmosphere at the beginning.
1: With Freaky, there's like it, it becomes very plot heavy, even though the plot
0: like doesn't, doesn't matter. matter, doesn't matter. Like exactly. it's a stupid,
1: it's a stupid movie. You're basically watching a kind of Hot Shots style movie, but they keep trying to give like emotional heft to the to the plot and the characters, so, and you're like, yeah, no, just yeah. cut up more people, make more jokes. At the very least, Child's Play is like always a joke. You know, it's like the Child's Play three is never really trying that hard to give anybody that much uh emotional weight in in, in the movie maybe andy a little bit but mostly Mostly no it's a it's a joke i do love that his love interest is uh mrs ari from entourage is that who
0: it is she is extremely hot in this movie yeah she's great
1: yeah, she's extremely hot. She's also 10 years I older. I she's like, clearly to get, 10 years older than she's supposed
0: to be. Clearly much older than him. There's like a tight shot on the two of their faces at one point where they're supposed to be flirting, and I'm like, why is this teacher hitting on this student? This is not yeah. appropriate.
1: She's supposed to be a fellow student. She looks a solid 30 next
0: to Justin at Wayland. At least 30 Andy. years old in this movie. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. I, one of my issues with this movie is that, like, uh, yes it's funny, and yes, it's a tight script, but the death scenes kind of suck.
0: Well, it like you were saying, it's really bloodless. Like I was going into this movie expected to be like really grossed out by Chucky, like fucking people up really hard. And he d- hardly kills anybody. And then when he does kill them, they... you don't even really see it.
1: He kills like when he kills the trash compact, the trash truck guy, he gets the guy thrown into the trash truck or the compactor. And then you see the sort of like spiked wall and the other wall coming in to crush him. And I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Like, Crush the guy. Let's see it. Let's see it. And Chucky's like laughing while he's doing it, and then it just cuts to his hand. Yeah, at the on the top, like kind of bloody, and on the top of the truck, and everyone runs over and like, <gasps> and I'm like, oh, this is an R-rated <laughs> horror movie. I I get that we're trying to make Chucky maybe uh, stomach like a stomachable for like younger audiences, but don't they want to see carnage too? Well, this is what I'm
0: saying. Is like he's like a Looney Tune that does murder. I mean, this scene is exactly right. Like he's cackling maniacally doing funny voices like climbing around like a little monster and then he's like the kill is like you know it's not that it's not that bad it's okay it's for kids you know this kind of stuff is for kids i mean it is interesting i think it is to think about this and Freddy's dead as like yes for children like literally for children which i mean i don't think that exists these days i mean i guess does it like like uh, american horror story stuff like That's for teens. No, those are
1: those are for those are, but those are also really gory.
0: Mm -hmm. But this is like like pretty violent, straight up for kids, like for ten year olds, you know.
1: Again, we'll get to it. But Freddy's dead ends with him saying, "Kids,
0: (laughs) right?" He before he blows up, he goes, "Kids." (laughs) You know, something for the parents too, Ricky. You know.
1: So, Chris, what was your favorite part of this movie?
0: Um. Well. This is pretty lame to say, but, um, it's fun for, I just can't help it. You know, I love star Trek. So the guy that plays the barber in this movie, who has a couple of insane scenes where he's just like, gets to kind of strut around and yell about shaving people's heads, which is very weird. Very weird. Uh, he is, has a huge part on deep space nine. He plays this guy, Garrick, who's like one of the like all time great star Trek characters. His actor's name is Andrew Robinson. It's just like really fun to see him doing this stuff. Cause it is kind of Garricky what he's doing he's kind of doing the same a similar thing but it's just like inexplicable in this movie literally at one point he's stalking around the cafeteria grabbing kids by the necks and like examining their hair and going like time for a trim it's like i mean it's a a children's movie what can you say you know
1: the uh he was he's also in um people under the stairs he is a great He's a great role in People Under the Stairs, which I think we're watching later this year. Oh, great!
0: I do. I think he's really great. I mean, he's one of the like. He's
1: amazing. I mean, if you if you've ever want to see if you've never seen People Under the Stairs, uh, a little preview you get to see him in a gimp outfit.
0: Cool. That rules. That completely rules.
1: My favorite part of the movie, and I already said it, is when the nerd jumped on the grenade. I just love <laughs> that. I, I I I truly love when like a mo- when a movie sets up something and then pays off well. Yeah. And I thought by just like taking place at the military Academy and then turning the war games into actual war to the point where someone dove on a grenade. It, I, I just, I was I was, like, applauding for Don Mancini, the writer. I was like, yeah. oh, you got there. You got to do it. That's great. Supposedly you know? this
0: scene, because like you said before, Chucky replaces all the fake bullets with real bullets. Originally, yeah. I guess the scene was supposed to be, like, a massive bloodbath of children shooting each other in the chest. <laughs> but, like, so- it got cut down to just one. There's only one kid gets shot and one kid jumps on a grenade, you know? Oh, but do so does set today, it up right? in such a way that you are—that is what you are expecting to happen. There's this huge scene of Chucky, and Apple, like you were saying, it's a bloodless movie up to this point, kind of. And then all of a sudden, Chucky is putting real bullets in all the guns, and I was like, "Oh God, <laughs> like what? Oh my God!"
1: Right, Chucky's not. Na- I mean, I would, I would, I honestly ask, what's more dangerous? I mean, neither are dangerous. You put them in the movie, but if you are going to say something is dangerous in a movie, what is more dangerous to show kids? Right, Chucky is a horrifying monster that kills and shoots people on his own and you see him committing murder or Chucky's a little prankster and he's like putting bullets and guns that are like, and everybody else is killing each other and he gets to run away laughing. I would, I would, if you're trying to like sell Chucky to a younger audience and that's how you're going to do it rather than have him actually kill
0: people, or like, like, he's the bad guy. That's kind of
1: more like, dangerous. That's kind of like... To make
0: Chucky not like the bad guy, but kind of the like scamp, like the Heathcliff yes, figure exactly. or something.
1: But like that's... But people are actually dying. Exact.
0: But it's like they're like people who don't count, you know, so it's okay. That's a very dangerous idea that like some people it's okay to kill them, you know, just some just like random people you don't know. That's fine. You know, it's just funny and weird. Cause it is pitched at that cartoon level where like, it kind of doesn't seem bad when people get killed, which is <laughs> really bad, <laughs> which is really bad.
1: Um, what is the most 90s part uh, of this movie for you?
0: Well, Ricky, I was watching this movie and I, like, we keep saying we did watch um, Freddy's Dead as well, but it struck me very strongly how this, this movie and Freddy's Dead and Terminator Two, a film which I think Bear has a lot of similarities with this movie. Um, they all have this very similar plot structure about like a surly reject boy who like comes into these like adventure worlds or is in some kind of supernatural danger and has to like rise to the occasion. But it's it the character is not like it's not like a, like a meek person or like a nerd or just like a regular person. It's always like a surly teen with long hair. I think that is extremely nineties and especially very early nineties, but also just not to short circuit myself. Like, did you think the movie had a lot of similarities with Terminator two? Okay. So he is the victim of an attack by a monster that other people think is imaginary. He is being shuttled around from institution to institution while they explicitly say that his mother is locked up in a mental institution um during the court there they both have a, a strong female action person who is better at the action than than the man and uh over the course of the movie the menace returns and has to be like conquered by him even though everybody thinks he's making it up and several of the people who think he's making it up get killed
1: um i mean you kind but you kind of just describe like every horror <laughs> like movie sequel.
0: But there's something about the way that it's like the aftermath of the previous Chucky movies. Like it's treating it like the aftermath of being the Terminator movie. Like he's just like beaten down and he's just trying to like get on with his life, but these things are still after him.
1: You are describing Scream 2. You are describing <laughs> Yes, Scream but Scream 2
0: 3. came out you after both of these like, movies, okay? So who's to say they're not referencing you are, them?
1: You are describing like Halloween 2 or what. Maybe not Halloween 2. But, like, it's kind of like what works about Terminator 2 is that, like, it's operating within these sort of narrative contrivances but doing it well.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I agree. I don't think this movie is, like, as good as Terminator 2. But it did just keep striking me. It did just keep striking me. Um, what, what What did you think the most 90s part of the movie was?
1: I actually think this movie doesn't really have a particularly 90s element to it. Um, the satire, the corporate satire feels very RoboCop, which feels very like 1980s. It feels like an eighties movie to me, like beginning to end, even though it ostensibly takes place in 1996. (laughs) (laughs) It just doesn't, I, 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 I can't pick something out to say this feels nineties to me. It really does not feel nineties. And I think that's also because. You know, they take it takes place at a military school, so right. everybody has the same haircut. Everybody's wearing the they same clothes, uniform,
0: and like it kind of which takes I, place out of time so in a certain way. Yeah,
1: which I, which is a great idea. Yeah. Again, if you come up with the idea that it takes place eight years later, and you're like, "Oh, okay, if it's eight years later, it's in the it's the future." We don't want to make a futuristic movie. Where can we set it that will never change? A military academy. That's like pretty. Pretty thoughtful, yeah. smart screenwriting.
0: It Saves yourself uh, a lot of trouble doing that, right?
1: Yeah, which is most of which is what most screenwriting <laughs> is. It's just trying to save yourself some trouble. Um, Chris, uh, what is something about this movie? You know, this movie came out th- thirty years ago. Mm-hmm. It came out thirty years ago. Mm-hmm. What's something that we've grown out of uh, since it came out thirty years ago?
0: Well, we kind of, since since this movie came out, which was like thirty years ago, more or less. Um, there we were talking about this before, but I think there's something about the the way that children being in danger of dying is treated in this movie kind of like it 's just like an adventure but it 's like it's not it 's not like he man it 's like there 's a serial killer with a knife who 's trying to kill them but it 's it's not treated very seriously and it's also not treated completely like a comedy. It's like just kind of somewhere in a weird middle zone. And I don't think you can just kind of be this blase about the potential murder of small children anymore. I think people take it a little more seriously in general. I wish you could.
1: (laughs) I think it's, I think, I think it's bullshit. I think it's a, 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 an example of the further, infantilization of uh, children. I, we can I take it.
0: We can take it. They can take it.
1: I think children should be working at a younger age. <laughs> Not everybody should go to college. Send them to work, 11 years old. You're wasting
0: their time and you're raising their expectations pointlessly. Right. And isn't that more cruel at the end of the day?
1: They could develop vocational skills. They could get a raise by 14. They owning a house they by the time
0: be... they're 21, you know.
1: You know, they could be they could be running the virtual shop from their uh their their room apartment. They're shining
0: the, in shoes their- in the metaverse. Like that's a vocation, yes. you know, and that's something that needs to be Save done. It. And they're getting they paid in getting Ethereum, t- by the way. Yeah, they're getting paid it. in Ethereum. They're getting paid in Dogecoin. And this is very yeah. smart stuff.
1: They're getting they're getting paid in musks which is just uh it's not even a coin it's not even a currency it's just that if you work hard enough elon musk will sort of appear in a hologram form and be like good job he'll he'll
0: retweet you one time that'll be a year yeah
1: Yeah. and you get to say to your friends "I, i i actually i've gotten 50 musks today and they'll say, no, you didn't. And then you have no way to prove it, though, because it's just in a thing that appears and then disappears. But to you, you know in your heart, in your soul, mm-hmm. that you got the must. Hey,
0: Ricky, what do you think the thing we've grown out of is?
1: Well, I, I think we've grown out of um, like a, 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 a portraying a boogeyman that you could so easily get away from
0: yeah you know like yeah, zombies yeah. like
1: zombies run in movies now because it's like no one can really deal with i just get in my and car like,
0: and i'll drive away and then they're not gonna get me yeah. yeah
1: so it's like there's a there's a scene in the in the in the climax where they're at the fair just before chucky gets his face sliced off where he's like going after the little boy And you're watching, and even though it's a little boy, you're kind of like, why don't you just smack the gun out of the doll's
0: hand? It's It's a a fucking doll, you know? And they never quite work out, because Chucky is able to, like, strangle someone, so he must be strong. But at other times, he appears to have the strength of a doll. He just has to have, like, a doll's tiny arm. But he,
1: even if he's strangling someone, he does not look strong. (laughs) Mm.
0: He looks like a tiny toy and anytime he is like attacking someone you're kind of just like well just like fucking throw him away <laughs> like what are you do- Yes what are you doing Like
1: Chucky's Chucky's attacks really only work when it's kind of like uh he's sort of outsmarted somebody
0: Yeah right like the garbage compactor thing like he's tricked yeah. the guy into going to the compactor and then he's in the cab working the controls but he's not winning um, a lot of hand-to-hand we'll say- hand fights although there are a lot of hand-to-hand fights in the movie
1: my, I did forget, like, I do have another favorite part, uh, just very briefly, yeah. uh, and that is when the, um, the head of the military school, Chucky's about to kill him, but he has a heart attack instead, <laughs> yeah. and Chucky watches him die, and then says, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Um, it's only my favorite part, because as, as soon as that scene happened, and he said that, I was like, oh, I remember this. I... And I remembered it from watching it when I was like seven years old. I was like, I thought that was like the funniest thing I'd ever seen when I was seven years old. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. The doll being mad that he didn't get to kill somebody. I thought it was so funny. (laughs) Oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me truth is i probably just thought it was i'm probably giving myself more credit and i probably just thought it was funny because he
0: swore he said a bad word yeah exactly and he was a yeah. little probably saying a bad word yeah
1: but to go back to it yeah what i think we've grown out of is boogeymen, uh killers that like are so obviously slow and incompetent and not strong yet everybody's scared of them and somehow getting held by them like there are times where chucky's like holding someone by the shirt lapels and the person like can't escape yeah exactly
0: and you're like isn't he a doll uh, but this is another this is i have two other little favorite things to mention also which is like um so right, he's a little tiny doll, but that scene you mentioned where he gets his face cut off, I love looking inside of his face. It's all like weird tendons and dirt and yeah. blood. Like, that was real, but also kind of looks like a toy. Like, I thought that was really well done. And I was super well, you should, yeah.
1: You should watch the end of part 2 when he gets melted. It's really I mean the last sequence of part 2 where they're in the doll factory it's very much like the end of Terminator 1 mm-hmm. where they just like keep crushing the terminator and then like and like you know going further and further. They kind of do that with Chucky at the end of Child's Play 2 when they're killing him. And it's pretty cool looking.
0: And then I also love, um, this is a dumber one, but so the first kill of the movie, like we kind of alluded to, is the CEO of the evil toy company that brings back Chucky, the doll, the um, good guy doll, right? And he gets killed in what I guess is his office, which I guess he lives in because he's there in the middle of the night. Um, and the thing that they're doing is because he's both an evil CEO, but he also it works at a toy company. So his office is like glass bar, bottles of whiskey, leather chairs, but then also just like a big green troll doll, and like a radio controlled car. and like like they just he just has like stacks and stacks of toys everywhere. So I just really liked that fusion of evil CEO and toy company. Like, it just. I mean,
1: why is Chucky fucking with him and like shooting, like rolling the remote control police car at his head? And why is the guy like, oh, I know, and the music like, is at like, at the, da- da- a, da- like
0: when. The, at a remote control police car. I'm not gonna kill you, like, not, not even close. Yeah. yeah and isn't Chucky. Like, I mean, I know Chucky. Maybe leave a bump. I know Chucky's a murderer, but like, isn't he on some level grateful that this person has brought him back into existence for a third time? Like,. He has to murder him. He has to murder him. You know, I don't know. Just leave it alone, Chucky. I guess that's it, brother. We did it, huh? That's it, brother. Next week the the rest of our thoughts uh on Freddy's death. That <laughs> sounds very enticing when you say it that way.